WNJH HD1 Hamilton. WNJH Radio, its owners and associates take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show host or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this site or the radio station, and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict. This site does not endorse anything as the truth. That you will have to judge for yourself. But we try to speak the truth on the owner's behalf and reserve the right to question the supposed truth. It is sometimes hard to get the truth, but we must try. It is not our intention to libel, discriminate, make hate, or annoy anyone. This site takes no responsibility for the opinions of others in the postings of comments in chat rooms or forum posts. WNJH Radio presents Voice of Freedom, a weekly political call-in show heard every Thursday at 7 p.m. Voice of Freedom will cover national, state, and local politics. Now here's your host, Dr. Otto Hernandez. Good evening, everybody. How's everybody tonight? Voice of Freedom radio program. As always, your host, my name is Otto Hernandez. Welcome to the Voice of Freedom. It's always my pleasure and also my privilege to be with you every Thursday night to discuss topical issues from the national to the local. Enrico, how are you tonight, my friend? Just peachy, Doc. How are you? No drama this week. Everything, uh, everything copacetic oh. in, the, in the Seppi uh, in the Seppi world. There is always drama, Doc. There's always <laughs> drama. It would be my world if there wasn't well, drama. So, yeah, you know what? I don't even know why I asked. Yeah, I should. I, well, I thought tonight after the show we were going to be able to go eat at one of our fa- uh, establishments, but yeah. But because the governor got caught being somewhere he wasn't supposed to be, governor changed his mind. I guess nobody else is allowed to go out to eat. You now. can't. You can't take the governor at his word if. He says they're going to open next week. He might change his mind at the last minute. You know, that's all it takes. In the meantime, restaurant folks ordered food, Lots of food. ordered mm-hmm. extra. I guess the, the, the booze won't go bad. They can keep that on the oh, shelf. booze but, never goes bad. But uh, Well, not if you're around especially. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. but the, uh, the, you know, the, the, food, the food items and everything. I mean, mm-hmm. this is, the, the guy is just a. Out of hand. I mean, I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted by our governor. Uh, and his antics. Uh, lots to talk about this week, and we have uh, a special guest tonight. Joshua Trepicone is running for town council here in Hamilton on the Republican ticket, and he'll be our guest a little bit later on. Josh has a very interesting project that he's undertaken and kind of taken the lead on for uh, for the the candidates running for council on the Republican ticket this uh, this fall. And it's a project that's going to look at COVID testing um, and bring some options to the town of Hamilton in regards to safety for our citizens. A very interesting project, and Josh has done a lot of work on it. So we'll ask him to talk about it a little bit. Uh, The story of the week, there's lots of stories every week naturally, but for me the story of the week is the ongoing statue grabbing that's taken place all over America. Now they're going after... Two of our best and most popular presidents, uh, Teddy Roosevelt and Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln all of a sudden now is a bad guy. So it just doesn't seem to end. I wrote a, uh, a letter to the editor. It was published this week. Thank you to the editor at the Gazette, Gina Rulo. Does a great job and was kind enough to publish my letter. I'm going to read a little bit from it just to kind of set the tone for the show and uh, kind of put my put my my point of view out there because I, I think the whole statue grabbing thing that's taking place is a, is a bit of a con on the American public. 
Despite what the left and the mainstream media would have us believe, the majority of Americans are neither in favor of removing historical monuments nor of the subsequent whitewashing of our history. In fact, we are witnessing a movement of proportions that remind us of Stalinists, Jacobins, and worse, of the Taliban. And it's happening against the will of the majority of Americans. The sudden indignation over monuments that have been in place for years, hundreds of years in some cases, is mystifying. We often see this type of destructive behavior in the Middle East or South America, where lawlessness and mob rule are allowed to foster. But why here? And why now? We are fully convinced that the mob's motivation has nothing to do with statues and everything to do with disrupting and eventually destroying everything the U.S. stands for. Never mind the happiness and prosperity that America has brought to millions in the last 250 years. The anarchists that are being allowed to rule today are destructive and violent and want to remake America in their own warped image of a socialist utopia. Where are America's leaders? Those elected by we the people to serve our interests? Well, mostly falling all over themselves to placate the mob. We are seeing statues being removed, in many cases without any public discourse, due process, or thoughtful relocation planning. Most of the monuments are municipally owned. Shouldn't the taxpayers in these municipalities, including our own town of Hamilton, have a say? Who speaks for us? We need leaders with courage who will honor our values, leaders who will not so easily succumb to external influence and mob rule. Leaders who will listen to and seek input from their constituents. And most importantly, leaders who understand what America represents and stands for. And right now, quite frankly, those leaders are hiding under the bed. And it's extremely disappointing. We have turned over the rule of law to anarchists. And these folks are anarchists, and they are Marxists. Many of them are well-trained Marxists. And uh, this is not about statues. Once they start going about, uh, uh, you know, after Abraham Lincoln and Teddy Roosevelt, you know this isn't about statues. And it's not about statues of people that have been dead for 150 years that offend anybody. It's nonsense. It's a con. And the con that's taking place is the, is the remaking of America right before our eyes, folks erasing history. And again, you know, I'm talking about Stalinists, Jacobins. It's happened before. We have seen in history this happen over and over, and it's happening right in front of our eyes. And the folks that we elect to speak for us and and uh, on our behalf are, are nowhere to be found. Um, the only one speaking on our behalf and the only one standing up to the mob is the president, as usual. God's only man. All right, we have a call. Let's go to the phones, and we'll kick off with our first caller of the night. And you are on the air. Otto, Dan from Winona. Dan from Winona, our, the, the voice of freedom's financial guru, as I like to call you. The financial guru for the voice of freedom every week. For those of you listening to the first time, we every week we get a call from Dan, and Dan is always always a fountain of information regarding all things to do with the economy so what do you got for me this week dan the market uh, the market was jumping for a while today uh the, the the job the job news was was pretty good overall right i was it was very good it was very good the uh the anticipation was that the u.s economy was going to add about 2.5 million jobs the report came in this morning we added 4.5 million jobs in the month of June. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, obviously coming off a, a brutal March and April, but it shows the way in the way past. 
And uh, and as I tell a lot of my clients, the market is the uh, the greatest filter of news. You know, people think, oh, uh, you know, there's hot spots around the country. You know, states are going to shut down, but the market the market reads through that, and the market knows, and the market's trying to anticipate what's going to happen. And uh, you know, it shrugged off. It shrugged off the new cases. Mm-hmm. You know, the new cases yesterday, fifty-two thousand new cases in the U.S. And the market said, "All right, well, we're going to go up." And it's also shrugged off some of the some of the southern states that opened earlier that are now you know come kind of rolling it back a little bit. Uh, shrugged off our own New Jersey that was supposed to open, and and again these are jobs. These are jobs. I mean, the the the, the longer you stay closed in certain sectors and in certain industries, uh, the more jobs are at stake. Um, yeah, and and we added four and a half jobs, and the estimate was that that half of those are are in the hospitality industry. So, so we're starting to get, you know, we're we're making steps in the right direction. We're still uh, unemployment still at eleven percent, but dropping. And and look, we're not going to get it all back. I keep saying we're not we're not going to get it all back in a hurry, but we're making moves in the right direction. Well, you you know what my magic number is for the unemployment rate, and it's got to be under ten percent by the end of the summer. If if we're going to get if we're going to get this president reelected, we need to be under ten percent. Well, we're at eleven now, and uh, and and you know we're, we're we're continuing to roll in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I have clients. Otto, you know my challenge is I have clients that are uh, that that are a little more liberal than than I would like them to be. There, it's a fine line because they they fear that they they fear what's going on. Yet they they want to make money, right? And 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 they're uh and they get a little confused about which way to go. Does their does their I assume some of your liberal clients have a general disdain for our president? Am I am I in the right direction there? <laughs> uh, you are, you are, and you know what? As an as an advisor, uh, and you got to be agnostic. You got to be agnostic, right? Well, uh, to an extent, but but look, I have to have a plan. I have to have a plan for for post election, regardless of who wins. And, well, and, you well, your post-election plan, if Biden wins, is to take all your money and put it into the Bahamas. <laughs> well, um, it, it, you know, Get it out of the market before the market tanks. If gibberish Joe gets elected, we're all in trouble financially. Yeah, the, 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 uh, the, the President Joe Biden plan is a little different than, than, <laughs> than the President Trump plan. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, and, and I tell my clients... Well, you know, AOC uh, is his financial advisor, I think, J- for Gibberish Joe. He's, he's got AOC and her Green New Deal. I, there, there's nothing green about the Green New Deal. It's going to cost a lot of green. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and you know what? When, uh, when when candidate Biden comes out two days ago and says uh, he's going to roll back the Trump tax cuts, that doesn't give, uh, that doesn't give the market a lot of confidence. Uh, you know, certainly doesn't give investors a lot of confidence. So, so no, I would not look favorably, and, and the market will not look favorably on a on a Biden presidency. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I can. I, who would? Who does? Who does? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, you know, there's a lot to be told yet. I mean, we've got to have one debate. Uh, the next four months are a huge four months, and uh, come come September. Uh, you know the, these COVID numbers of of June and July aren't going to mean a lot. Uh, the unemployment numbers of June and July aren't going to mean a lot. It's going to be what what's going on then, 
and uh, and there's a lot can happen here in the next few months. Yep. Yeah, and, and let's hope let's hope that the economy keeps going in the right direction. Again, that's yep, the, to I, me it's the key to get our president reelected. And and I tell you every almost every week, I the market's resilient. You know, and the market uh, and the market usually sees through the rhetoric, and it, and it's a good filter of the news. Uh, that the market is not, uh, you know, is not Republican, is not Democrat. You know, the market cares about profits and earnings. Yep. And uh, regardless of who the president is, that's what the market's looking for, and that's what's going to drive the market. And uh, and that's why that's why I love it. It's it's a good barometer of what's going on. You mm-hmm. know, people, you know, people can talk, and you know, there's a lot of rhetoric, but the market will will predict. Dan, you're all you're all business. Now, now, let me ask you something, because I know you're all business. You, you're going to relax this weekend, let your hair down a little bit. Mark, is market well, closed tomorrow? Uh, it is. Yes. So, so it, you might as well just you might as well just go fishing, take the day off, and. Uh, yeah, you know. no such luck for me. My, uh, my, you know, clients have my cell phone. It, it, it rings all the time. Well, you're it, like a you're like a doctor, basically. You're always I'm, on call. Uh, you know, I'm there. I'm there for everybody. Yeah, you're always on call. You're there, all right. Yeah, especially at the really end of the no, month. There's no, not a lot of rest. <laughs> God bless you, Dan. Always oh, a pleasure I- to hear from you. You're, you're, you're upbeat this week, which is good. You know that always makes me happy to see you upbeat. Makes me happy. So, well, you're, you know, your, your monologue you know, brings me down a little bit. I gotta, I gotta bring everyone. Yeah, well, you know what? The statues thing uh, is 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 bothering the hell out of me, as you can see. I have a I have a thin skinned I have a I have a thin skin for anarchism. What can I tell you? And Marxism. So, and that's what we have right now. But uh, that's a, another conversation. Dan, I wish you the best. Have a great weekend. Have a good night, Otto. I'm here for you. All right. Thanks for your call, as always. Let me give out the numbers. We haven't given out the numbers yet tonight. 609-593-9654. 609-593-WNJH. 609-593-9654. I saw that our governor this week, our governor is a prize winner. What a beauty. In addition to screwing the restaurant industry yet again, I saw that the, the, the governor virtue signaled his way into everybody's heart. Uh, he made a big, big statement this week. The, uh, the desk in the governor's uh, mansion is, a, is a, a desk that was used by one of our presidents, Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson, by the way, was a progressive all-star. The leftists should love Woodrow Wilson. He was, he was one of the, the, the leftist uh, all-star presidents of the 20th century. But anyway, Woodrow Wilson is now on the outs, along with just about every other president that preceded Barack Obama. Um, and uh, our Governor Murphy decided he's going to move the desk out. I'm sure that, you know, he, and he'll probably be kneeling as the desk is moved, just to double down on wokeness. He's not only getting rid of Woodrow Wilson, but he's also going to take a knee. <laughs> Ah, uh, boy, you gotta love it. It's uh, it never ends. It never ends. Uh, the the uh, there were a lot of photographs all over the Atlantic City press and the news this week about the Columbus statue in Atlantic City, and uh, even the Atlantic City press had the had had put in print the rumor that the statue 
is going to end up in Hamilton. Did you see that? Yes, I saw that. That's yeah. what that's what the word is. So yes. so you know, it looks like we lose one Columbus and we're going to get another one. I don't know what's yeah. going on with Columbus, yeah. yes. but the rumor has it it is being stored somewhere deep inside of a farm in the town of Hamilton. So that should be interesting to see where that's at. So Columbus might make another voyage. Yes. He might make another voyage out Tag Harbor Road. Yes, yes. and he'll be able to prove <laughs> that the earth is round in that flat. <laughs> well, the earth is round between here and Atlantic City. That's yeah. for sure if it made its way to Hamilton. Right. But uh, that one is a little bit bigger. The, the footprint on that one is a little bigger than the footprint of the one we had here. So yes. they're going to have to either make the space a little bigger or... Uh, you know, one of our councilmen, Mike Teresi, said he was all over it. He was going to, you know, give him 30 days, and he was going to figure out what to do with that space. So maybe Mike is is behind the uh, the relocation of Christopher Columbus. Well, that'll be interesting to see. Uh, the uh, our our city council voted in arrears to to move the statue. The vote final vote was five to two. Um, I guess I guess since they had already moved it, the the people that voted in favor of moving it were afraid that if they voted against that they would have to move it back. <laughs> so that's why the vote was five to two. I'm not going to comment on that. You know, you could have you could have just you could have voted no just for the heck of it. I mean, right. it's not like anybody was going to move the statue back. The statue was already moved, so right. it wasn't going to get moved back. But. Uh, you know, it's fun. I mean, it's uh, you gotta you gotta love the uh, the political intrigue that's going on, not only with uh, with other things here, but uh, with the Christopher Columbus situation. Poor guy, <laughs> poor guy. For he was okay for five hundred years, but just in the last couple of years, he's become a persona non grata. Uh, you know. But uh, I don't know how far back we're going to go. I thought we were going to stop at the at the Revolutionary War. Now we're back to Civil War. Now we're back to pre-Civil War. We're back to the discovery of America. I don't know how much farther back we can go. Moses, maybe. Mo, you know, Moses and, the, and parting the Red Sea. I, well, how far back? Three thousand. Let's go three thousand years. Well, that is. Do we true. have any Moses <laughs> statues we can take down? But that is true. There are. <laughs> The Ten Commandments in certain state houses that oh yes they want them done they want them gone too oh the atheists so, the atheists yeah. are very offended yes, by the Ten so they're, Commandments they're jumping on board again so see this is this is and I say this all the time to people this is the biggest difference between liberals and conservatives in my mind and that is conserv if if conservatives are offended by something and and we're not that offended quite frankly but if we're offended by something we just live and let live. If liberals are offended by something, they want to destroy it. They're not just happy getting rid of it. They want to destroy it. And if, you, and if you're a little adamant about it, they might want to destroy you, too. They don't like a show on TV. They want it, they want it off the air. We don't like a show on TV. We just change the channel and find another show to watch. <laughs> I've true. never heard Very I've never true. heard a conservative say I that show's got to go off the air. Let's take cops off or let's take well, this show or that I show. I think a lot of They went people. after they went after Golden Girls this week cuz they, they they had Mud Pack on in yeah. one of the episodes. I mean, it never it doesn't end. I don't know if you could take a vote. A lot of us conservatives would love to see the view go, but See, I I, I I couldn't care less, honestly. Uh, I mean, I, again, if if we if we take that step then we're like them. I understand. I don't that. care about the view. I don't watch it. They're a bunch of obnoxious women who know nothing, quite oh. frankly. You put you put their collective intelligence together and you still have half a brain. Come on now. So I mean it, it I don't I don't watch it. I don't care for it, but I but by the same token, if there are people out there who enjoy it, I'm not gonna de- 
deprive them of the pleasure they get of watching The View. Joy Behar, <laughs> watching Joy Behar, the biggest blowhard on the, on daytime TV, pontificate about one thing or another. I couldn't care less. I, I just I couldn't care less. I don't care about The View. Whenever people tell me, oh, The View should be off the air, I'm like, why? Why should it be off the air? Because you don't like it? <laughs> We want to get one of their shares off. All right, um, let's uh, take a Time for a commercial break. All right, folks, we will be right back. Don't go away. Give out the number. Give out the number. The number, the magic number tonight is number nine. We'll be right back. Attention all South Jersey brides-to-be. Congratulations. Hi, this is Nikki G. Trust your reception entertainment to me. I've had the honor of being rated one of the South Jersey's top-rated entertainers for wedding receptions. From Tom's River to Cape May, from Atlantic City to the Delaware Valley, it's been my privilege to deliver one amazing wedding reception after another. I bring along all the great party hits from back in the day to now. State-of-the-art sound system, party props and hats, and dance floor lights, plasma TV screens, and uplighting room effects. Call me now for the wedding reception of your dreams. Get one-on-one personal service, not a roulette wheel of DJs. Call now for your free portfolio and referrals. For the most amazing wedding reception at the most amazing price, call me at 609-805-0479. That's 609-805-0479. Waterproofing for Less offers basement waterproofing and mold remediation for all home and office structures. Do you have a wet, damp basement or crawl space? Perhaps a musty odor emanating from your basement? Give us a call for a free estimate. And as we begin to go back to business, Waterproofing for Less offers hospital-grade cleaning and will professionally disinfect your building and property for viruses. Give us a call at 609-270-7705. That's 609-270-7705. Now back to Voice of Freedom with your host, Dr. Otto Hernandez. Welcome back, folks. Okay, I am going to give out the phone number this time because my producer got really mad at me that I didn't take it seriously. So 609-593-9654, 609-593-9654-593-WNJH. All right, we are joined in studio by Josh Trepicone, and as I mentioned earlier, Josh is our guest for tonight. Josh is a candidate for town council here in Hamilton. Josh is a, 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 a I, I, would you, I classify you as a millennial? Well, that, that's an interesting question. I, I don't think that I would technically be a uh, millennial, but uh, it's a general so what? Definitely. So what are you? Generation Z? Gen- what is that? I, I, so. I lose track of all the different you know, age brackets. So we we have more <laughs> letters of the alphabet soup than a, a you know yeah. a DC agency here. <laughs> I'm a boomer. I'm a boomer. So I mean, boom. You know, and boomers now, man. They we have a bad reputation with, uh, especially with the gen- the millennials and the Xers. We have a bad <laughs> <laughs> boomers get a boomers get slammed all the time. So okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, I know you're involved um, very heavily. You've been involved with some charitable causes regarding COVID, making sure some of our first responders uh, have some PPE and things of that nature. You've been you've done really very admirable work with that, and I commend you for it. It's it's you're doing a great job. Um, and now you're involved in a project, which is uh, sort of an experimental type of project, right? I would say, Absolutely. and it's and it's, yes. uh, and it's uh, it takes on the uh, the covid virus um you want to tell us a little bit about it 
Absolutely. And, and first and foremost, I want to say thank you to Otto and Rick uh, for having me on tonight. Uh, it's a pleasure to be able to talk about this program and, and some of the things that we're trying to do here in Hamilton. Uh, let me give a little bit of a, a background uh, on this program here. So I think the number one uh, issue here with coronavirus is the asymptomatic spread of, of this disease. So we, we can test as many people as we want. We can get back positives. But the Achilles heel of this thing is that we can't necessarily know without testing people that aren't sick, with even with shortages in, uh, in terms of tests or personnel, uh, just how many people could be spreading this disease. So I, th I think the number one thing here is that we, we need to find a way to mitigate that. And uh, the, the program that I have here is uh, a way to do that. And what it is is scientists have found that uh, coronavirus sh has a sheds itself and it contains a viral load within the wastewater, you know, after using the, the restroom, and that we can measure that within the municipal wastewater system and get an approximation of how many people may have coronavirus with if the knowledge of other numbers. Uh, what this program is, is is another tool in our tool chest to fight COVID-19 and to give local uh, leaders, since it would be at a municipal level, a better idea of how this virus is interacting, spreading within the community, and it could even very well serve as an early warning system if there is a spike in localized areas. Mm -hmm. Now, this is this would not be an intrusive type of testing, so... so the citizenry wouldn't even know that it's that it's taking place really right absolutely and, and that's why i like it so much you know it protects civil liberties you you know mm -hmm. every, you know if you're connected to the municipal wastewater system which uh based on a 2012 uh, survey i think that about 70 percent of households in hamilton are mm -hmm. this is a way that we can measure the community uh, the spread of of coronavirus and provide some insight to local leaders and better information to our public uh, to give them, allow them to have the choice to make an informed decision about how they want to carry out their daily business. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that you put out a press release. Uh, we put out a press release for uh, for this, and it's on the GOP Facebook page. Um, is the press release has the press release gone out to any other media, Josh? Uh, ma mainly just on Facebook. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so where are we now with this? Is this uh, on its way to to our, our town fathers, uh, the city council, the mayor for review? Absolutely. Uh, so an hour after releasing that press release, uh, I gave uh, Steve DiDonato, our mayor, uh -huh. a, a phone call and let him know about it. And throughout this process, we've had uh, Councilman Durallo and my colleagues, Otto and, and Bill, uh, who are running with me, Otto Hernandez, Bill Capuccio have uh, really given me great feedback, and uh, Councilman Durallo has agreed to put forward a motion that this to put this on the agenda to vote on town council. Mm -hmm. uh, so the, the program itself will be through a, a policy and research center called Mathematica. And this the history of the testing is really a little more complex than just COVID-19. This company had performed... Uh, tests on opioid for opioids within municipal wastewater systems and also was able to track polio outbreaks in other countries such as India. Mm -hmm. So the testing is proven. It's just that they're now retrofitting it to be prepared to test COVID-19. Uh, and I think this will be, although it's a new approach, I think a novel virus you know, requires a novel approach to uh, find ways to beat it. 
And you know, again, it's it's just another tool that we can you know use to give local leaders uh, the say in the data, mm-hmm. uh, rather than relying solely on the interpretations of, of you know elected leaders at the state and federal level, and will uh, you know, keep us better informed. What uh, what other municipality are there any other municipalities in the state or in our region that are that are using this this program? At a smaller level, there I know of um, in Pennsylvania. There, I think in um, Buckstown, Pennsylvania, I think it has implemented the system or Bucks County. Okay. Uh, so they have. That's a more recent one. I know it, this was first tested in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. uh, Massachusetts outside of Boston, and that successful tests have also taken place in many municipalities in North Carolina. And uh, in Loudoun County, Virginia, which is one that I was particularly interested in and was inspired by because I'm very familiar with the area, uh, very you know similar area to Hamilton in many ways as, as a suburb of D.C., but there's more uh, pastoral lands in western Loudoun, which is uh, areas that I've visited frequently and very familiar with. And uh, they had actually four different plants that they were using throughout the county. What is the what is the accuracy, plus or minus of the of the test? Do we know that has the data has, has there been sufficient data collected at this point that the the scientists can tell? Yeah, so I think it, it varies between companies. So I think with Mathematica, they've told me that they can get this test with to be accurate within three pre-symptomatic individuals. So that's somebody that's not showing any signs of coronavirus that could develop symptoms, but they're, they have enough viral load in them that they're going to be able to detect that in a municipal wastewater system with thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd say that's rather, that's rather impressive and, and, and fairly accurate and at least well worth pursuing uh, in terms of the actual data that you could gather from that and its implications for public policy. So essentially, you know, if, if the town of Hamilton uh, approves this program, we would be providing additional test data that, that, the, that the vendor or the, the scientist that, that designed this testing vehicle can use to, to verify its accuracy, right? Absolutely. And what, what's going to happen here is Hamilton is at the forefront of a new, technolo- new technology that will be that is, this company is working with the EPA, the FDA, and, and multiple universities, and we're going to have a chance to shape how that policy is going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this will be, you know, the, and this we're going to get to the cost, which is what I think one of the m- better facets of this policy. But we're able to keep costs down because we we could receive grants to make this happen uh, if we share that data. And what this will culminate in is a is a study. That will be between Mathematica, the FDA, EPA. That will be published alongside the National Institute of Standards and Technology. Mm-hmm. The data and, and the interpretations that the local leaders, Mathematica, and uh, the EPA, FDA sees from this study will shape the national policy on COVID-19 detection in wastewater systems and will be part of a new program that will eventually be able to, that will fit into a national framework and database that'll have all these systems connected and mm-hmm. have a national map to you know have covid detection outbreaks and to monitor it uh, and really provide you know a baseline of data for symptomatic asymptomatic transmission which will probably offset the the panic that we see over you know more positives from more tests mhm okay 
sounds great. Sounds like a like a fascinating project. Uh, what do we do we know at this point in time if the town approves this? What the cost would be to the taxpayers? Yes. So that was my concern in reaching out um, in to Mathematica as well, and I, I and I would say that you know looking into the initial startup of this program, a general contract for something this size, and this would probably be for opioid testing as well, mm-hmm. would be around a sixty-seven thousand dollar commitment for six months. And I made it very clear you know, when I reached out that this would not be a possibility for our town, that we wanted to be responsible taxpayers if we proposed it. And with the, with additional grants that we would receive uh, and fees that Mathematica would waive out of their uh, very uh, out of their interest about the pastoral and uh, you know agricultural community that Hamilton is, mm-hmm. this would be around three thousand dollars. For a two-month trial period, okay, that we could you know pick up, and we would be we would be contractually obligated to provide that data uh, as well as receive that back. Uh, I'm sorry, samples receive data back, and at the same time, we would you know have uh, just provide those samples based on uh, maybe a few hundred dollars in shipping costs or kits. Mm-hmm. But we would get some invaluable. We would shape national policy and uh, get invaluable data back. Mm-hmm. The other facet of that is that it would be CARES Act eligible, so there is a chance that we could use federal funding to cover some of the cost. And as I understand it from the mayor, we will be receiving a FEMA grant at one point, so there's a chance that we could use that COVID funds from that to cover about 75% of any additional cost of the Mm -hmm. Okay. Doesn't sound terribly expensive. Uh, I think on a a cost-to-benefit scale, I think the cost is is certainly reasonable. Mm -hmm. And if it proves that uh, the data is accurate, and and uh, and we can we can also serve a, a not only a local and and a town, but also a greater good with this data and this project. So, uh, sounds pretty good to me. Sounds pretty exciting. I certainly hope that council gives it due consideration, and uh, we'll see what happens, Josh. But uh, great work by you. Yep. Thank you, Otto. Thank you. Um, folks, if you if you'd like to call, Josh will be staying with us for the rest of the program. If you have any questions in regards to this program and this project that we're undertaking, um, feel free. All right, six zero nine five nine three nine six five four is our number. Six zero nine five nine three W N J H. We're going to take a short break, and we will come right back. WNJHradio.com is proud to salute and support all of our hometown South Jersey medical professionals, law enforcement, and local businesses. Spotlighting 911 Computer Rescue, located at 11B 12th Street in Hamilton. Call them at 609-878-8025. If your computer is slow or frozen, Rob and the gang have got you covered. Why call a geek when you can call a friend? WNJHradio.com is proud to be live, local, and loyal to South Jersey. Looking for a place to hang out with family and friends and have a great time too? Rocco's Townhouse, 21 North 3rd Street, Hamilton, New Jersey, is the place for you. Dave and Steve Ruberton have kept traditions of the townhouse alive and well for more than 35 years. Open daily at 4 p.m., Rocco's Townhouse has a very large selection of micro-brew beers, both on tap and in the bottle. Along with daily dinner specials, you will never walk away hungry. 
Looking for something different? Rock Bottom Whiskey Bar is the place located downstairs at Rocco's Townhouse. It's open every Friday and Saturday night at 7 p.m. and it doesn't stop there. Live events from some of the greatest local bands in the area make the evening better. Look to have your next event at Rocco's Townhouse and Rock Bottom Whiskey Bar. Rocco's Townhouse, 21 North 3rd Street, Hamilton, New Jersey is the place where everyone is meeting. Don't forget to visit them online at Rocco'sTownhouse.com or give them a call at 609-561-9384. That's 609-561-9384. Everyone meets at Rocco's Townhouse. Now back to Voice of Freedom with your host, Dr. Otto Hernandez. And we are back. Thanks for hanging in with us. Action-packed hour tonight. Great job by Josh Trepicone. Um, and he'll be staying with us for the rest of the show. So if you have any questions about this program and this research that we're trying to involve the town in, please feel free to call. We have we have a caller. So welcome, Mark Voice of Freedom. It's Mark from Mantua. Oh, Mark from Mantua. But, you know, my producer keeps asking me, where is the movie critic? Where has <laughs> uh, yeah, Mark yeah, from Mantua really been high? And I say Mark from Mantua has... has uh, Going AWOL. Maybe he's, uh, you know, he's he's sitting sitting with Murphy somewhere up in Trenton making decisions. I don't know where he is. <laughs> we're, we're spinning a wheel and hoping for the best. Well, I think I think that's what Murphy does. He must have a roulette wheel in his office, and he just spins it. And if it comes up black, we stay we stay closed another month. And if it comes up red, he might open. He might open something. I don't know what the hell's going on, but uh, it's not good. So. Mark from Mantua, how have you been? So, I'm good. Good. I, I really have. I, I've been keeping busy working outside. My my uh, oldest son bought a house, and I'm actually working on it kind of uh-huh. as we speak. But I wanted to reach out because I, I wanted to, That was a fantastic show you had last week. I, I loved the uh, dialogue by by you. Or was it Nikki? Nikki, Nikki G. Giorno. Nikki G. So Nikki G's our is our. I rewatched it. On yeah, Facebook yeah, it no, really good. It, you know what? Good. I have gotten, and I was telling our producer do off off air. I have gotten nothing but compliments over that show last week because, quite frankly, Nikki, you know, Nikki's a, is a good guy, and and I think Nip, Nikki is a typical American. He's not, he's not a particularly political person. You know, he's a hardworking guy, God-loving. You know, loves the U.S. of A. And like, yeah. and like a lot of folks, he is just fed up with what the hell is going on. Yeah. And you I think, and I think what you saw last week from Nikki, Nikki was just cutting loose, man. He was just letting it go. And uh, and you got the yeah. and you got a nice hour of uh, of of what of what a real American thinks about all this. I mean, you know, I'm a junkie. I I watch every program. I but. A lot of people aren't political yeah. junkies like I am, they're, but they just yeah. they just want to work. They want to work and and go about their business and pay their taxes and and uh, live in the greatest country in the world. Uh, I don't think that's a lot to ask. <laughs> yeah, but, so that's really the only reason I was calling in and just hoping for the best and hoping the gym opens up because um, again, like I said a couple of weeks ago when I called in, I'm just going stir crazy. Yeah, the gym uh, the gym thing no continues activity. to drive me nuts. Uh, you know, I I think Murphy's. I think the gyms are last on Murphy's list. That that might be phase uh-huh. 188. You know, so that uh-huh. that that's probably the gyms are probably like uh, February of 2022 or something like that. Yeah. I don't think the governor's yeah. in any hurry. <laughs> and people keep telling me that it's that he's just being vindictive because those those two gym owners in Belmar were trying to stick it to him. So now. 
Now he's turning it around and he's sticking it to every gym owner in in, in the state. It, it's and in the meantime, guess who guess who really gets hurt by it? Uh, you and I. Yeah. You and yeah. I. You and yeah, I. We're, I we're, you know, I'm a gym rat. I like to go. I like to go to the gym, work out four or five days a week. Uh, yeah. And and you know, doing push ups and sit ups at home is not the same thing. It's just not no. the same thing. Yeah. But uh, a, you're losing the social aspect of it. So. Yep. Yep. And. Uh, and and you know the 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 ironic thing as as we have said and we know this exercise is good for you it's good for your immune uh-huh. system but this guy he you know he closed public parks because he didn't think he wanted people outside you know you're better off staying in yeah. the house you know and and every doctor now is saying you know sunlight and and fresh air is the best is the best thing to, for your immune system and our yeah our chooch of a governor thinks that uh, you know. So we should be lucky that he lets us. He's letting us go to the beach now, I guess. Yeah. But uh, no, Jim's. Uh, you know, I, Mark. I'm glad you're staying active and busy. But forget the yeah. gym situation, because I just don't see that in the future. I don't see it. I think. I think he would love to close us back down again. Yeah, I think. I think that's the way it's headed. So, oh, I'm just going to try to avoid a couple more days of uh, freedom or weeks of freedom, and then I guess it's back to lockdown, maximum yeah. lockdown. I don't know, but I hope not. Mark, but Mark, let we'll me see. ask you. Let me ask you, Mark, because we haven't talked for a while yeah. about this subject. What's yeah. What's your take on all the statue grabbing that's going on all over the place here in Hamilton? We I had, mean, you know, the most Italian town in America. This town. And, uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, we had our Columbus statue, uh, relocated. Um, well, I, I kind of agree with what you said last week. Uh, you know, I, I, Hey, you know, at least go through some kind of process. Right. Uh, don't, don't do it, but, but based off of, uh, being bullied into it by these groups and then, and then, you know, don't destroy them, move them to places. I mean, now, some of them are 100 years old. I mean, it's, it's, it's history. It's, it's and they're art. An antique. Among other yeah, things, they're art, works so. of art. I mean, you know, a yeah. sculptor designed these things. I mean, there some yeah. of these statues are, are beautiful. They are truly yeah. works of art. And to have, yeah. I mean, that's Taliban-level stuff, you know, destroying yeah. works of art because you want to, you, you know, erase erase history in your, I mean, yeah. That's medieval. I mean, this is this is yeah. the U.S. of America. No, and I, I think like you, your guest said last week, it just it, it's uh, it, it's upsetting, and it's uh, I, it's kind of hard to believe that this stuff is going on in our lifetime. Yeah, it really is. It yeah. really is, and and so. and and it's very disheartening and demoralizing to yeah. to most of us. And again, I, I'm not opposed to to relocating statues. I mean. Yeah. You know, well, you what, know where, where, where's the Frank Rizzo statue now? I know they. I know yeah. that Jim Kenny moved it in the middle of the night, and then one morning yeah. you woke up and Rizzo's gone. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. tell me, so uh, tell me, Mayor Kenny, where did it go? Yeah. Where did you put yeah. it? Again, this statue was a work of art to a guy who was police yeah. commissioner and mayor of Philadelphia and re, and a revered figure. I know now yeah. that 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 lately he's come under some fire, but uh-huh. if you're going to move him. Don't yeah. discard him. Don't you know? Don't throw yeah. him in the bottom of the Schuylkill River. It, it, tell me where yeah. the statue is, yeah. because yeah. there are people who who admired the guy. Maybe they want to go and see the statue somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like I, when I, the I Flyers got rid of Kate Smith. Where where the hell is yeah. Kate Smith these days? Yeah, you know. I mean, yeah. I, again, she was That's accused great. of singing a song in the '30s for crying out loud. 
yeah. which apparently was okay for 80 years, but all of a sudden, you know, Kate yeah. Smith is a reprobate. So where's, yeah. where's Kate? Where, where, you know, Kate and Frank yeah. are holding hands somewhere, but they're sure yeah. as heck, they're sure as heck not anywhere that sure. we know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, no, come on, I'm, is that there has to be a better way to do this than to let, you know, Marxist anarchists have their way. Yeah. Yeah. Plain and I simple. Agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And, 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 you know, my last comment about all this, and I'll let you guys go, is I just, you know, if you listen to any positive thinkers or uh, motivational speakers or whoever it is, uh, it's like a lot, you know, does, per, you know, positive thinking. They, never, they always say don't focus on the past and things you can't change. And right. I think this whole mentality is, is focusing on things you cannot change past things you cannot change instead of be forward thinking and uh and and if that affects every beat everything about you then again without being too demeaning it's i think you need mental help i really do so i i don't know if somebody's going to be uh you know pushed back because of a statute that was from 100 years ago there's just something wrong with it. there's a bigger picture of help that they need well, I mean, and and, and and as bad as these guys may have been, you know, Confederate generals, I, I you know, I'm hearing Confederate generals being called traitors and things like that, you know, and and as bad as they may have been, they're dead. They're, they're, they died a hundred years ago. The, the statue is an inanimate object. You know, they're not going to ride off, they're not going to ride off the statue on their horse and start another civil war. It's a statue. It's an inanimate object. You know yeah, the the, the the indignation over things that don't move or talk or or have you know it's it's a symbol it's nothing more than that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. if it really really bothers you, then let's then let's have a conversation, but don't just yeah. don't just act out like a child yeah. and and start tearing stuff down. That's not how we do things in the U.S. of A. That is not our no. history. That no. is that's just not the way we do things here. It's it's. It's very disheartening, Mark. And yeah, you know what? Really and I is. wish we could go to the gym and blow off a little steam. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it would, it would be it would be good. It would be be a positive thing. Absolutely. All, all, all like my mom always says is, you, all you do is hope for the best. You know, and uh, oh, better days forward. are coming. Keep better days are coming. Yeah, better and, days are coming. She likes and I never, and you know, I always end every show by saying, folks, don't lose faith. You know, America's yeah. still the greatest country in the world. And uh, we're going to celebrate the 4th of July and Independence this week. And we wake up. We are blessed, you and I and and the rest of us. We are blessed to wake up in the greatest country in the world every morning, my friend. Yep, I hear you. Well, look, you guys have a good 4th of July. You do the same. And I'll talk to you next week. All right, Mark. Take care, buddy. All right. Bye-bye. All right, bye. I think Mark is is, uh, kind of in the Nikki G kind kind of category. You know, again, a person who is not particularly political. Uh, but looks around and takes a look at what's going on and is asking what the heck is happening and who's pushing back who's who is saying enough i have yet to hear any of our elected leaders say that's enough at what point in time does this end again you know abraham lincoln Jeez, I mean the guy is the guy is single-handedly the the, the most the, the the most single-handedly responsible person for ending slavery in our country. Okay? And you want to take down his statue too? I mean again, where does it end this nonsense? Where does it end? It's not going to end. 
because until we get a backbone from the legislators, like he said, like what's currently going on in the state of New Jersey right now, restaurants were all scheduled to open today, you know, limited capacity, indoor uh, seating. Now they got all that food that's going to go to waste. You have a governor that was seen in public, you know, doing things that he was telling everybody else he can't do, but he was doing it. You have our Republicans in Washington not doing anything. I think there's a hidden agenda behind all this. No, oh, there is. There is a hidden agenda, and it is, uh, and it is uh, sponsored by George Soros and his ilk, who yeah, but- have who have long wanted to take down America, uh, take down capitalism, uh, for all kinds of perverse reasons. Um, and they see this as an opportunity. They are using a significant amount of people that are useful idiots here, our indoctrinated youth. Uh, who wouldn't know Abraham Lincoln from, uh, you know, Lincoln Continental. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's sad. It's what's taking place. It's remarkable. And our, and our elected leaders, the GOP in particular, are a huge disappointment. Locally, nationally, you name it, statewide. These are the folks we elect to represent us. And they're not doing it. No, they're not. They're, just- they're not doing it. They're not doing it. I mean, Washington has been very, very quiet on this. You have a lot of Democrats making moves, like AOC, who is now going to try to run against Shoemaker for the U.S. Senate seat. I mean, you know, nobody is a shoemaker, too, by the way. I mean, nobody's (laughs) listening to what she's doing. And she's a dangerous woman. She's a Marxist. She's a Marxist. And she's got a strong base behind her. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's one example the other example is you and I just said it. The Republicans in Washington have been quiet. They're not coming out and defending the leader of our country, which tells me that I wonder how many of them are in bed with the Democrats on this. Well, they're all lining their pockets. I mean, that's one thing they have in common. Um, they they love they love the lack of term limits because they get to you know they get the the career of their dreams. Okay. And uh, and they love they love the lack of term limits. They all come in as as middle class and and exit as billionaires. Very true. Every single one of them on both sides. Um, So when it's all said and done, I'm not sure they have our best interests at heart. Not the way they're acting right now. They don't. Uh, Their public service turns into self-service somewhere around that second term. Right. When they see that, you know, hey, this is a career. I can make I can make a lot of money here. Right. I can I can continue to live the, the lifestyle that uh, that I've never been able to live before in my life in the yeah. private sector. Right. And even if I only get one term, I get full benefits and with a full retirement, too. Yeah. Because it's automatically given to one me. One term. Isn't yeah, that one, something? One term. That's all it takes. I will, I will give some credit to Tom Cotton, Ben Crenshaw, Ted Cruz, and that's it. Those three have not have not been dormant. I do see them, and they are speaking out, and they have put legislation forward and so forth. Uh, Tim Scott has done a good job in this regard. He put forward a very serious proposal on police reform, which was scoffed at by the Democrats as usual, and, and not only scoffed at, but just generally disrespectful to a guy like Tim Scott who does a great job. Um, but uh, even though he's the color they prefer, he's not on their side. No, but you and uh, black conservatives, I give black conservatives a lot of credit. Tim Scott, and there's a whole bunch of them out there. Larry Elder, Candace Owens. There are dozens of black conservatives who are continually hammered by the left. Oh, continually hammered by the left. Um, 
because they have broken free of the of the shackles. Right. They had, you know, they they're going to do what they do, and they believe and they believe in in law and order. They believe in capitalism, and they believe in America. Yep. And uh, and for that, they deserve the scorn of the left. Yep. Go go figure. It's yes. uh, it's it's sad. Well, it's the same thing here. Where have our local, um, not local as in Hamilton, but our state Republicans, have you heard from any of them come out and say anything against this governor? One of the biggest gyms that have been around South Jersey for 20-plus years, gone. Yeah. Tilton Fitness Center, Tilton gone. Fitness. Totally gone. Yeah. And why? Because they couldn't pay the rent anymore. You know, no matter how much help they got from the fellow government, it came down to the landlord said, I want my money, and that was it. So does the governor have a vindictive against the gym in Belmar, or does he have it against all gyms? Because now he's affecting other gyms who listened to the governor, didn't open, didn't do anything, mm-hmm. and said, we'll play by your rules, governor, and now they're shut down. Well, it's it's the same thing with the restaurants, Rick. Let, let's say you had a couple of folks out there who, did, who, who allowed – their their clients to to not wear masks not not social distance i'm sure there were restaurants out there who didn't do it right but guess what that's a f- small fraction right you, you know, know it, it, if you're a school teacher and you got a couple of kids that act out you discipline those couple of kids right. you don't you don't you don't keep 30 students after school for detention exactly to punish the whole class for what two kids did right but but that's, but not- that's exactly what our governor is right. doing here he's punishing the entire industry yes for the behavior of a handful of restaurants who who probably didn't follow his edict to right. the letter right okay and and therefore let's he didn't even give the casinos the opportunity no, to open their restaurants. Not at all. I mean, the casino folks, and I've and I've and I've listened to casino CEOs that on on Fox Business and a couple of other mm-hmm. networks where they have come on, and and these guys are smart. They're entrepreneurial. They have figured it out. They oh, have yes. put in all kinds of precautions. Yes. Let them open. Mm-mm. Okay. If if they're not doing a good job in two or three weeks, then you can turn around and, t- and talk to these folks and say, okay, maybe we'll fine you a thousand dollars a day or right. whatever the amount is. Right. Uh, you keep doing it, we'll shut you down. But don't none of this ar- yeah. arbitrary stuff, which you know, it, it just looks it looks capricious to me. It doesn't look like it's well thought out. No. The, the, the casino industry. You know, a, a casino where you can't have dinner because the restaurants are closed and you right. can't have drinks on the floor. Right. Borgata said, we're not even going to bother. No. Th- this isn't this isn't what we, this isn't the experience we want our customers, customers to, to have. have. You're right. Absolutely. So Borgata basically said, you know what? We're not opening under, right. under these measures. These right. measures are simply not adequate. Right. You know, some of them are saying we'll open on. You know, we'll, we'll take it. We'll take the crumbs off the table. You're right. going to let us open for gambling? Right. Oh, that's great. We'll open for gambling. Right, but the problem is <laughs> you're going to see how long that's going to last when a high roller wants to sit down and can't get a drink. <laughs> can't get a drink. That high roller is not going to stay. But the other thing is too. Once again, it goes back to the argument with this governor. You want the unemployment down to ten percent? Easily could be done yeah. if everything opens up. Within reason. <laughs> well, unemployment in Atlantic County is close to twenty percent right. right now, and and primarily because of uh, the casinos, the casino right. industry, which is which is far and away the number one employer right. for us. Right. Well, that's true. And again, our 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 county folks, I mean, I, they've complained. I saw where Jeff Van Drew after after the Murphy shut the restaurants down, Van Drew came out and said this is wrong and blah blah blah, paid a lot of lip service to it. 
okay, he's complaining. Well, guess what? You and I complain too. Right. So, so I mean, I expect more than from Van Drew than just complaining because right. private citizens can complain. Right. I didn't elect him to complain. Right. I elected him to take some action. Right. Well, the problem is he's on the Congress side, so he's got to see what Congress wants to do. Where are our local representatives doing? The our state assembly and our state senator. What are they doing? That's the problem. Well, our state senators are slippery, Bob Menendez and uh, Spartacus, no, 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 Spartacus Booker. No, 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 I mean the state senators, the state senators for not the U.S. state senators. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about our own state senators for our county or whatever. Right. Are in. What are they doing? You haven't heard from any of them. No. I, yeah, I mean, they, I mean they, they, they chirp up once in a while, but, the, yeah, but, but by and large, very ineffectual. That, they just do that to let everybody say, hey, I'm still here. We'll yeah. be hi, hi. I mean, and now let's turn this to... The longest feast in this country, the state of New Jersey, has said that they cannot have rise after Amusements of America went out of their way to show them the protocols that they would take to make sure the rise would be safe for the kids. Mm-hmm. So now that got infected. Yep. A feast that stopped, I believe, once in the history and that was during World War II, I believe. And mm-hmm. I could be wrong. No, I think you're right. I, but I think that's the only time the feast is, the procession happened, but the feast actually stopped. I mm-hmm. believe that's the only time. And there's no reason for that to happen. It's uh, it's sad. You know, it's, it's very sad. Uh, yeah. And everybody is going along with it. That's the problem. Every- no, and, the, and the legislators, I mean, Murphy's not even including the legislators in the conversation. No, he, and he said... You know, he, they, they interviewed Steve Sweeney the other day after Murphy came out with the restaurant closure, right. and, and Sweeney's like, I'm finding out about it right now. I, right. You know, we were in session, so right. it's like, you know... Right. But that's because he's using that he has tutorial rule because he's governor. And until the legislators slap his wrists, yep. like Congress did to our president, that's the only way he's going to learn. And they're not going to do that. They, they, he has something up his sleeve that he they know he could use it to hurt them. Because if not, they wouldn't care. They he's wouldn't got something care. up his sleeve. Yeah. All right, let's go to the phones. I think we have a caller. No, that oh, was the business line. We don't have a caller. No. It was the business line. It was the business line. The monkey business line? The monkey business line. And we had about three <laughs> minutes left. Let me give out the phone one more time. Maybe we'll take a call, one last call before we shut down for the night. 609-593-9654. 609-593-WNJH. Josh, as a, as, a, as a young Republican that you are, and you are an anomaly when I say a young Republican. Mm-hmm. That's almost like, a, like an oxymoron. Mm-hmm. But uh, what's your take on everything that's going on in regards to the statues and the looting and so on and so forth? I'm glad to see that somebody like yourself is getting involved in politics because I think it's important to see that more and more young people, um, especially young people who are on the side of America, mm-hmm. uh, get involved. Absolutely. Uh, what I think has happened here is that I think young people my age have been sold the bill of goods that... America can't be good because America can't be perfect. And we are in a generation that doesn't have the buy-in that uh, subsequent and earlier generations have had mm-hmm. into this. We're, we're not buying homes. We're not as well-established in the economy. And we're being told that we can have a utopia. And, and, and a lot of people are falling for that message. Unfortunately, 
what we do we should realize is that we we do have a great country we do have opportunity maybe we it's different than our predecessors but we need to look about how we can improve ourselves to adapt to this economy rather than blaming the system itself Mm -hmm. and when we don't have buy into the system we get lots of people that are perfectly content with burning the entire thing down and starting it over which is which is absolutely wrong i think my message for people my age is that there is a process here in america and we need to follow that if you don't like something you can vote right you have discussion civil discussion it's not always emotional it's not always you know the other person's evil or wrong there are ways to have civil discussion and disagreements without vilifying one another and I think that the conservative process is, you know, takes a better view of history. I think that the right view is that we should view what is given to us as an heirloom. Something that, you know, is not maybe not perfect, that we can improve on, but we can't throw the, the baby out with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. I think it's time that we, see, we, we cherish what we have as a country and we improve on it, rather than saying that because it's not perfect, that it can't, it can't be good. Right. And uh, I, I, that's really what, what no, I think we're, is going on. Our country is a is a work in progress. Absolutely, it, it is it is the the most successful experiment in democracy in the history of the human race. But like you said, it's not perfect, right? And our history is not perfect. No. Our history is very imperfect. As is as is if you go down to the micro level, as is the life of each and every American imperfect. Absolutely. We're all works in progress. Our country is a work in progress. But I still think um, we live in the greatest country in the history of the world, if absolutely. not civilization. Absolutely. I mean, and we should focus on the, the great achievements that we have and improve on them mm-hmm. rather than finding the flaws and, and seeking to tear the whole thing down to start anew. It's happened, like you said, it's happened before. Revolutionary France, great example yeah. of just, just well, trying to eradicate things. And, and we see that that's it, happening. It's happening right now. Right. Russia, Mr. Putin. Will now stay in power until the year 2036 yes. by a constitutional amendment. So that's where we're heading. Wow. Some leader is going to get his way and get what he wants. The only, the only thing I would say about what just recently happened in Russia is they said that if you want to live here in Russia, you'll talk Russian. And I think that was one of the mistakes we didn't do when we formed our country. But that's as far as I'll go with that. But. Watch out. If Russia's doing it, you watch it. We may not say it. It's going to come to the United States eventually where we're going to get somebody appointed leader for life. You are you are a very pessimistic young man. No. I hope I'll put it to you this way. I hope I don't live to see that. I don't want to see either, but the way those the way these Democrats are running this country right now, watch. You'll see it. Because these young kids have no clue about the Constitution nor the Bill of Rights. It's not being taught. Nope. And they don't care. It's not being taught. And they and don't care. Sad. And, and it's sad. And we're then we're too busy teaching nonsense yes. in the schools. And, and, uh, right. And then when you have a governor. Political correctness right. and other gibberish. And, uh, and, and then when you have a governor who goes, that's above my take rate. And he took an oath to defend the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the state. That tells me right there. A lot of things are above his pay grade. Uh, it, it, his, you know, he's he's a moron. So Moron's a lot, right. uh, basically, a lot of things are above his pay grade. All right, Doctor, it's time for you to say goodbye. Folks, we're coming to the end of another program, and again, I will leave you as I leave you. Usually, on an upbeat note. Again, do not lose faith in America. 
okay? And, and those of us who believe in America, who believe in an America that is prosperous, an America of law and order, an America that is opportunity, and we still are the beacon of opportunity for the world. That's why people want to come here and live here, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, we're still the majority, okay? The majority of Americans think like we do. Unfortunately, the majority right now is silent, and we are letting the mob run us over. But do not lose faith in America, all right? We have an election coming up. I fully expect the silent majority to turn out and do the right thing. We need to keep the socialist hordes away. We have enough of them in Washington as it is. Stay well. God bless America, and God bless you. Have a great night, everyone. Join us again next Thursday at 7 p.m. for another edition of Voice of Freedom with Dr. Otto Hernandez. WNJH Radio, its owners and associates, take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show host or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this site or the radio station, and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict. This site does not endorse anything as the truth. That you will have to judge for yourself. But we try to speak the truth on the owner's behalf and reserve the right to question question the supposed truth. It is sometimes hard to get the truth, but we must try. It is not our intention to libel, discriminate, make hate, or annoy anyone. This site takes no responsibility for the opinions of others in the postings of comments in chat rooms or forum posts.